Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, after a short delay, we continue with our study of the book of Jude. This week's study is found in Jude verses 8 through 13, which deals with certain men that have crept into the church to its detriment. Jude sums up these men in verses 12 and 13 warning, These are the men who are hidden reefs in your love feasts. When they feast with you without fear, caring for themselves, clouds without water, carried along by winds, autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shame like foam, wandering stars for whom the black darkness has been reserved forever. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Hidden Reefs. The next description is that they reject authority. That means that they deny God's word. The faith which was once for all handed down to the saints that we've already seen here. And then he says they revile angelic authorities or revile angelic majesties. You'll see different translations of that in different, um, different renderings of that word in different English translations. That's more difficult to understand. The truth is the word angelic, the Greek word angelic isn't in this passage. The Greek word authorities isn't in this passage. The Greek word majesties isn't in this passage. It's literally glories. And it's used in a very unusual way for the word glory. Um, or glorious ones, you might say. It, it's almost certainly a, worse, a reference to angels. They are very prominent in the context. And this particular brand of false teacher at that time claimed things were true of angels that were not. Like they were created beings. Or when we've studied Colossians, we've seen how there was this uh, idea that different angels represented different sort of levels of knowledge through which you had to climb and work your way to get to God. A lot of perversion of that. Uh, There was a modern version of this aberrant doctrine. There is a modern version of this aberrant doctrine. Uh, It's the idea that you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you should give orders to angels or demons. Don't pay attention to people who tell you that you should rebuke Satan or demons or that you should converse with them. I've had a, a, a man who used to live in Boise who um, considered himself a Christian counselor who claimed to have spoken with demons through demon-possessed people and he would ask them questions about churches and people. He said, you should hear what they said about you. No, I shouldn't. And you shouldn't be talking to them. And do you understand that absolutely anything they tell you is a lie? Because the, they are the father of lies. So don't let people tell you that. 
Don't, people tell, don't let people tell you you should try to bind Satan or that you as a Christian need to be delivered from demons by certain rituals or special prayers or any other method. That's part of the false teaching that goes way back to the, to the first century. Verse 9 gives you a hint how the holy angels actual, actually feel. Look at verse 9. This is, this is kind of strange. But Michael the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Now what happened there? Well, the archangel Michael, one of the two holy angels in the Bible whose name is given, Michael and Gabriel, those are the only two. If anybody else claimed to know, claims to know the name of another angel, run away. That's a, that is a false teacher who is dreaming up things. Well, Michael had a dispute with the devil himself over the body of Moses. You remember reading about that in the Old Testament? If you do, we got to have a talk. It's not there. This is one of those fascinating places where you have something in the Bible referring to something that happened thousands of years before, and this is the only thing we know about it. So don't speculate. We have plenty of cults. We don't need to start a new one about um, Michael and the devil. But here's the point. The false teachers held aberrant views of angels and apparently a very exalted view of themselves as evidenced by thinking that they could give orders or condemnations to angels and demons. They believed they were superior to these glorious ones, these angels, and they could therefore order them around or, or denounce them. We know nothing about that. And speculation won't help. We have everything that we need to know for life and godliness about that, which is don't pretend to talk to angels. Okay? That is absolutely forbidden. Now, what's the point of that verse? Well, respect your spiritual enemies. It doesn't say that Michael didn't realize he was up against a formidable opponent in, in Satan. But let God deal with those enemies. You work on obeying God. And when you hear a teaching that tells you to give orders to an angel or a demon or to listen to them, you're hearing from a false teacher. Just, just get away. There was a spate of the modern version of this error that blew through American evangelicalism. It was a very strong gust of a wind of doctrine about 25 or 30 years ago, it, it came under the label spiritual warfare, and there was the spiritual warfare movement. It was loaded with false notions about seeking out and confronting demons, mystical ideas about prayer as a weapon, and you need to learn these hyper-spiritual prayers to target at certain demonic influences in certain places. And like we said when we went through the armor of God in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, prayer is not a weapon there. Prayer is how you communicate with, with, with headquarters. To say that prayer is a weapon is like telling the, the guy on the battlefield that, that your walkie-talkie will do the same thing as your M16. There's a fundamental difference there. 
And like all theological fads, the spiritual warfare movement came and went. But like all spiritual fads, it left behind many stains on people and churches and parachurch ministries that it touched. Now here's a commentary on it. Jude verse 10. But these men revile, and the word is literally blaspheme, they revile the things which they do not understand and the things which they know by instinct like unreasoning animals by these things they are destroyed. Gives you another mark of false teachers. They deal in speculation and things they really don't know about. And there is strong judgment for people who do that. By the way, uh, you realize this was going on in the first century. This is still going on. And I would say to you, this now, right now, is the heyday for people who become famous and influential by making things up. It was a huge problem in the first century, but they didn't have the internet. All you have to do now is start a podcast and get yourself a YouTube channel and a website. Anybody can do that. And then just start publishing things that attract attention. Make them up. The the grander, the better. The more obscure, the more followers you might get. False teachers just keep talking through their hats and speculating, making things up. It's nothing new. Oh, but wow, Jude had no idea how fast that stuff could flow these days. You take decades of of shallow and inaccurate preaching, and then you mix in the the internet, and, and we did kind of a a first run at let's see if we can cause worldwide panic. Remember, if you're young, this will be foreign to you. Remember Y2K? The year 2000, all the world's economies are going to come crashing down. It was the, the perfect storm for, for paranoia and conspiracy theories and false teaching to, to, to come together. And, it, and it, it made a mess of a lot of people. I, knew, I know people who sold everything and moved to the mountains so they could survive on their own when the world collapsed and came back about February, <laughs> tails tucked between their legs and cold. Well, that was a good first try. Now we've had COVID. Unprecedented license to distribute silliness. And, and, the, and the really effective thing about COVID is that we really didn't know a lot of what we know now. So you could just go any direction that you wanted to. This is the heyday for false teachers. But it's not new. I can't help sharing a, a story that happened decades ago. I uh, used to hear a guy on the radio who um, it was, he, his, my drive time matched his radio uh, program, and uh, I, would, I would listen to it. And he, uh, he was continually harping on the sins that God forgot to mention in the Bible. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.